La 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 la. All right, we're recording. Okay, uh, hello everyone. You are in the spray room with Sold Media. Mm. Doesn't that sound nice, Ronnie? How about Sold Multimedia? I like that. So, this is JPO, and my co-host is Big Ronnie. Hello, hello. Yeah, and you heard that right. It's Sold Media now. Um, we are no longer just Sold Magazine, um, and this is our very first... Uh, podcast in the spray room and we have a very special guest with us today it is Danielle Mastrione hello guys Brooklyn's own welcome Brooklyn <laughs> <laughs> welcome 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 well um well tell us what you got going on um we got a lot to talk about today because I know you got a lot going on yes <laughs> so but let me first ask you this how are you I'm doing couple weeks from the blitzkrieg that was the summertime in coney island but you know i'm good i'm resetting myself you've been so. very very busy <laughs> eight months long of busy <laughs> painting almost every single day that's fantastic how are yeah. your fingers feeling the arm is messed up the right shoulder is messed up neck <laughs> lower back problems <laughs> are you dating a masseuse I am not, but if mm. there are any that are listening, holla. There you go, boys. <laughs> or girls, I don't mean to assume, forgive Human me. Boys. World, boys, there you go. Excellent, excellent. Human boys. There you go. Men. Human, Human, Human men. No androids <laughs> or robots. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, yeah, so we had a really crazy busy year, which is awesome to hear, especially for an artist, it's always good to be busy. Yes. Um, is this the busiest year you've had to date? It is. Um, I'm happy to say that because I hope that every year gets busier and busier. But um, I pretty much started doing um, murals in Coney Island in end of February, beginning of March. Not including the big one I did last year for Luna Park. And then I pretty much was painting every single day until about a month ago. So, <laughs> yes. Now, I know you're, you know, you're originally from that area. Yeah, so I I grew up in that area. Time out. Wait. Respect. <laughs> from Put some that respect area. on it. <laughs> Put some Come respect on. on it. Hey, all right, go ahead. Coney Island, Educate. Brooklyn, USA. All right. So, That's where we're talking about. The one and only. Uh, so I grew up in Sheepshead Bay, but it's only about ten minutes away. And my mom and my mom's family uh, is from Coney Island, and my mom still lives there. So I grew up between the two neighborhoods. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Have you lived anywhere else? Uh, the Cheapside? Yeah, yeah, and New York. Yeah, I lived in I lived in Coney Island, Brighton Beach for a while, um, for about three or four years, like ten years ago, and then I lived in Bed Stuy. Shout out to Bed Stuy, live from Bedford Stuyvesant. Yeah, yeah. I was born. Um, I lived in Bed Stuy for about three years. I lived off the Marcy stop on the J train in Williamsburg for a little while, so. Lived in a couple places, but I'm back in Sheepshead now. South Brooklyn. South Brooklyn represents South Brooklyn Originals. What, what? <laughs> right. JPO, do you Shut know what the term uh, a two-fair zone means? <laughs> no, I don't, but I'm not from back, Brooklyn. Back so in I the think. day, uh, before there were unlimited transfers and they connected things, you had to take the bus to the train Which is what I to get now. to the real Brooklyn neighborhoods. My first apartment, I was 19, I lived on East 57th and Avenue N, Old Mill Basin. Wow. And I had to take the train into the junction every day and then bus it 
down the avenue well, from there, and it was a nightmare. But yeah, that doesn't really happen anymore. I'm still in a two fare zone now. Yeah. I gotta take the B or the Q train, then take the B three or the B thirty one. That's right. But it's I, all. But now it's Metro cards. It's all one fare. It's you don't really. But it's two a two swipe zone. Yeah. I never heard the term, but I did live in a two fare zone then. Mm, where? I lived in Throgs Neck in the Bronx. That's out there. Yeah. That is a two fare zone. It is. Yeah. Right. Wow. A little so. old school New York for you, brother. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember the paper metro, not metro cards, the paper bus passes that uh, had reflectors on them? I, uh, when I went to Brooklyn Tech, I had weird tryouts with the sports teams uh-huh. and stuff like that, and they gave me uh, a bus and a train 24 hour. Pass. I got roughed up by cops <laughs> just flashing my badge at midnight saying I'm going to school. Yeah. And I was. And they didn't believe me, but. They never saw a 24-hour bus pass on a kid before. <laughs> I remember in junior high, they were the little squares, and they'd have the reflectors yeah. on them. I, I have the one little... downstairs. I could dig one out for <laughs> you. I swear I exist. I'll post one later, I promise. Do you have to collect the tokens now? I feel like one day people are going to start collecting the uh, paper hologram bus pass. I have it a bit in a baseball card holder, so it doesn't get fucked up. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, um... So tell us how you got, because I'm sure people want to know, uh, inspiring artists want to know, like, how did you get your first wall down that area, and how did you get your first wall in general? Like, That's two different questions. Um, mm-hmm. My first Definitely. wall in general, uh, one of the first large-scale murals I ever painted actually was about five and a half years ago, and it was with brush, and it was a memorial piece and, um, in the Chelsea Houses. Um, it was for a little girl, Leandra Rosado, um, who passed away, and I had never painted on a wall before. That was the very first time. And then uh, the next big mural project I did was for Cycle 3 of Centrifuge, public art project. Shout out to Centrifuge. What, what? Um, and I, I ran into Neville, scared me at the train station the other day. He scared you? Which, which yeah. Because I, I run into both of them in the train station. John, he, he, he snuck up on me and I got to give Yuki a kiss. Aww. Oh, I love those little pups. Yeah, yeah sweetheart. Um, Centrifuge mascots. Yep. Um, and then it was for cycle three and I did a, a mural of the Beastie Boys, but that was also done entirely with brush. And I did it because MCA had just passed away and the piece was in the Lower East Side, so I figured it was appropriate. It was um, only right. And I remember I was painting next to Bishop. Shout out to Bishop and Lowbrow. Um, and he looked at me like I was crazy. And he was like, on this corrugated metal, you're using brush and rollers, and it's taken you how long? He's like, you do understand that you could have done this in half the time, and like way more efficiently if you would have used spray paint. Meanwhile, I'm like, I don't I've never used spray paint. And I remember he like planted the seed in my head. And then... Um, it's funny because I'm actually getting paint from him today, so there you go. Look, there you circle. Go. Um, What's up, Bishop? What up, Bishop? <laughs> <laughs> what up, Baby Hudson? <laughs> shout out, Baby Hudson, too. Yeah, shout out. Um, and then uh, I had painted at Five Points um, before with Martha Alicia's artist process. Also, shout out to Martha Alicia. We're going to be shouting Big out shout a lot out. of our yeah, yeah. Big artist friends today too. Shout uh, out crazy. Talk about then. The mural <laughs> she did at Sonic Jungle with the monkey in the space helmet. Oh, I love Nuts. it. Her Stop animal, it. her Stop her it. whole Stop. illustrative like animal things that she's doing lately is just so amazing. Everyone check out Martha Alicia's work. Absolutely. Um, but Martha Alicia had done a project called the Artist Process, 
at Five Points, I think in like 2009, and she was basically filming and documenting um, all different artists and their process. Pretty simple. And then uh, at the end of this little documentary, everyone met at Five Points and then started painting. But again, I was using a brush and I didn't know what I was doing and I was just so hyped to be painting on such a famous historic building um, that I started hanging around there a lot. And um, I think it was actually Andre Trenier, another homie, shout out Andre, shout out Dre. Um, he was painting at Five Points and he just told me to come and come hang out. Um, and Mears, shout out, hi Mears. What up Mears? Uh, Mears was walking by and I just said to him, how do I, how do I paint here? I want to paint here. And I showed him my work. He had seen um, photos of the centrifuge mural and um, he was like, yeah, he's like, you know, just bring me a sketch. What are you thinking? And I actually said, you know, I'm really hyped to do this Beastie Boys mural, but I want to do a solo portrait of MCA. And because Five Points represents so many elements of hip hop, you know, can I do a memorial portrait of MCA? And he was like, yep. But he said to me, yep. you do realize that this is an aerosol institution. So he's like, I've seen your painting work. I've seen you paint here with Mark here before. This one, it's all brush. He's like, have you ever used spray paint? I was like, yeah, totally. <laughs> Meanwhile, I had never done that. Um, that but I was like, lie. yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm, and, uh, and he was like, cool, show me a sketch. You know, let's plan a day, and then I'll find a wall for you. And I came up with my sketch. I still have it, too. I still have my little wow. sketch. And um, I remember driving around the building in Mears' big like pickup truck thing, thinking I was gonna get some little side wall or just some something in the back. No, he gave me like the prime front wall, like I think right on Jackson, like right when you get off the train, directly across the street from the diner where all those wraparound windows look at. Like when you're coming up Jackson, it's the first wall. So he's like, I'm giving you a prime spot. Don't fuck it up. And just like. <laughs> Dropped the mic and walked away. Nice. <laughs> That's the way to do it. And uh, that was my first aerosol piece. And I think for the small little details, I still used a brush. And I was trying to hide the fact that I was using a brush because I didn't know how to use like a skinny cap or. What's a skinny cap? <laughs> the skinny cap is the spray paint top equivalent of a thin paintbrush. Mm. There you um, go. And I remember that morning I went to Scrapyard and. Uh, I literally was like, uh, I'm doing a big <laughs> memorial mural of MCA at Five Points. Help. Uh, help. Literally, I was like, uh, help. And it was awesome because the guys at Scrapyard, um, Gio and Mo. Uh, Shout out to them. Yeah, they're not there anymore. Yeah, that's, it, it turned over owners yeah. uh, six months. What? See, yeah. I haven't been there in a while then. Yeah, wow. the homies. The homies. Oh, yeah, that's sad. But anyway, okay. Gio and I remember, I think... We, uh, <laughs> just a little note on Scrapio, we carried the same beard brush. Oh. Homie and I. I miss him already. Yeah. Okay. But um, Mo, I was like, Mo, what do I do? And he, and I remember he broke it down to me, and this is something for, I think, a lot of artists that are starting out. Um, he said to me, you already know how to paint, you know color, you know light, you know composition, you can paint large. Like, I've been doing that with live painting for so many years. He's like, you got this, you already know how to paint. It's just learning a new medium. And the way he described to me, fat caps are like fat paintbrushes. You use them the way you'd use a fat paintbrush, like on a background area. And it's a skinny filling. cap, yeah, a skinny cap is the way you'd use a thin paintbrush and there's all the sizes in between. So as long as you can equate, how would I do this with the, what size paintbrush would I use to do this? He's like, there's a cap for it. He goes, you just gotta get used to 
can pressure, high pressure, like all that stuff, that's trial and error and you do have to practice and learn. But as soon as he said that to me, it kind of like clicked in my head. I was like, oh, okay. And I moseyed on over to five points and I busted out my first aerosol piece. How Killed times, it. <laughs> how many times do you have to run back to, uh, to scrap to yard? I didn't. I made, wow. I made one run. That was it. So, um, and I remember as, you know, there was a lot of, uh, like, interns and assistants at the building, and um, Grey Matter, shout out to one of the most amazing beatboxers ever, Grey Matter. Boots um, and cats. <laughs> he, uh, he was kind of, like, assigned to help me out if I needed anything, and uh, I got a text message from him, and he goes, Danielle, don't turn around. Nears, CTF, like, all, like, the, the heavy hitters from Five Points have been painting them for years. Like, he's like, we're all sitting in the court square diner watching you paint we've been sitting here for over an hour and they're just like watching you and, and but he literally was like don't turn around just act like i didn't text you but i'm just letting you know you're being watched i was like oh my god okay no pressure and then i, I just texted him back how am i doing and he goes they all said you're doing awesome and you're killing it i was like okay so i don't, I don't know if even to this day if they knew that i knew that they were watching me but it was, now they do now they do and and they're still some of my biggest um influencers and mentors carlos ctf and mears so i really attribute my whole starting of my spray paint career to to mears and to five points fantastic that's awesome yep yeah. So um, go on from there then. So where did the where did your mural career take you? So that piece got a lot of attention because obviously MCA had just passed away. So it was getting a lot of press for the subject matter. But then um, I think also just for the piece too. And it actually ended up staying on the building for almost a year. So wow. I was really, yeah, I was really, really, like, surprised and also honored. I guess also because it was such a big hip-hop tribute. Because the turnover was pretty quick at five points. It, it depended on the one. Right. Again, it depended, how, it depended how it turned out. If, like, you busted out a masterpiece, then, you know. Yep. Um, there were some long-standing walls, some more frequent rotating walls. So you just kind of, I mean, you knew, um, you know, but you didn't. I was just, I was shocked because it was... A new piece in the first time you know so I was very happy for that the next and that was in black and white and then I think I did like one or two little mural projects like after that and I was still too afraid to use color <laughs> um, and then uh, the first full color piece I did was the biggie at the Bushwick Collective which is still up it is the, still rocking yeah. it is the at five years it is the longest running piece at the Bushwick Collective and I'm very very grateful for that too um and that was the first time i ever used color um and same thing i went into lowbrow and i bought my paint from bishop and i was like i don't know how to use color i don't and he pretty much was like you'll you'll do fine you're doing great which is bishop's classic line um and when i look at that piece now i look at it and it's just blocks of color there's no Blends. You could tell that I didn't know how to do any kind of blending or fading or anything like that. Like it literally is just hard chunks of color, and I look at it now almost as like an abstract piece. And you know, I'm happy that I've since then learned how to use aerosol. <laughs> but I kind of, I kind of like looking at it because I don't, I don't think I have anything that's still up from five years ago, so I can see like my progress and 
sometimes I look at it and I'm like, oh, I just want to fix it. Like, I just want to, I just want to do that blend and I don't want that to be a hard chunk of color. And then I'm like, no, you know what? That was a moment in time and I can see a clear progression. So yeah, the first color piece I did was the biggie and then it kind of just took off from there. So JPO, uh, do you subscribe to the Danielle School of Business of uh, <laughs> someone offers you an opportunity that you can't do, you say yes and figure out? Fake it till you make Absolutely. it? Absolutely. When was the last time you did something like that? <laughs> I think yesterday. Yeah. Is that why we're here? That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, you know, wait, setting, up, setting up the equipment for this podcast. A uh, little side note, I think when I, when I got there, I had... I think I, I think I had told mirrors and stuff, you know, I don't really know how to, like, I, th- I wasn't like, yeah, I'm an old pro, you know, I mean, when I got there, I was definitely, I'm never afraid to, like, ask for help, so I think when I was there, they, they knew that, like, this was, as, as long as I used aerosol, it was cool, whether it was my first time or not, you know what I mean, so I wasn't like, oh, I've done this for years, you've just never seen it, no, I was, like, very open and honest with the fact that I'm like, okay, let's just see what happens, so... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, fake it till you make it. Excellent. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um how many times can I say that word? Um so Ronnie, what uh what do you got for me over there? I wanna I wanna talk about how uh Danielle became the queen of Coney Island. Yay! Right? <laughs> I still get so excited about that. I mean painting the uh just just the Wonder Wheel alone. If that was the only thing you did this year, that Opportunity alone is a monster. Maybe painting inside the cyclone roller coaster on the tracks. That was pretty cool too. Mm. For the 90th anniversary. That the was aquarium a... piece was huge and spectacular yeah. and epic in all the right ways. It was <laughs> should, should I run through weird. all my pieces yes. in Coney Island? Because so, we'll, we'll flash the pictures when uh, so, we do the video. Uh, in, it's literally been exactly a year because I just... A year ago, in November, I completed the first big Luna Park project. Um, the first big one I did, um, I think it's still my largest mural to date, uh, and the biggest one in Coney Island, definitely, um, was the big entrance into Luna Park with the big mermaid face that says Coney Island. And someone helped me prep the wall, someone who's standing in this room. Who is that? Shout out to Stella Bella. Erica. <laughs> she uh, she was an amazing assistant helping me attack the buff of that monster. Um, that sounded like I said buff monster, but I meant painting the background. I meant painting the background. So that was the first one inside of Luna Park, uh, and I finished it last November, November 2016. And then they hired me to do another wall inside of Luna Park behind one of the big kids' rides called Convoy. So that was the second one inside of Luna Park. Then they also hired me um, about a day before for the 90th anniversary of the cyclone. They didn't really give me too much. No, it was two, it was two nights before they decided to do a mural inside the roller coaster. So right before you go up the big main hill, you pass a wall. And um, they wanted something for the 90th anniversary, but it was still open, so I had to paint at night, at midnight, when the roller coaster shut down. So I kind of felt like it was like a night at the museum. <laughs> it was night at the amusement park, and go. I literally was standing on the tracks painting two nights in a row to complete that mural, so that's awesome. Then I got the big aquarium commission from the New York Aquarium, and that's the one that I was working on the whole summer um, for the anti-ocean pollution wall 
And then I also painted two local businesses. One um, is Dona Zita, the big, the taco place that's there. Um, local family that runs it is probably the best. Shout taco. out to tacos. Shout out to tacos. It's the, All types of tacos. I think it's the <laughs> cheapest, healthiest, best food, and it's a family-run business. So uh, that's in Coney Island. And then I did another mural all the way deep into the neighborhood, not around the amusement area, um, on West... 30th Street and Surf Avenue, and that was an anti-gun violence wall. Nice. So I think that goes through... Oh, and then Hyde, the the big one inside of uh, Dino's Wonder Wheel Park. There you go. So that covered... I did Dino's, I did the aquarium, I did Luna Park, and then I did the local businesses. So that's all eight of them. (laughs) Well, I guess it's safe to say that you you own that area as far as murals go. Locked it down. Locked it down. Speaking of uh, beast female artists at the moment uh, and anti-gun violence, how about that BK Fox, Robert De Niro piece? Wow. Wow. I literally just got a chill. She continues to just like... I just got a chill. Yeah. Just got a chill about that. She, her... Every single piece that she does, it continues to blow me away. And I love the fact that she can do something like Little Kids and then she could do something really, really creepy like for the movie It. And then she could do something that that's so kind of like uh, <clears throat> bloody and violent, but also cool and awesome because it's Robert De Niro from Taxi Driver. Here's what I love about her. <laughs> She's word, a beast. The, She's the amazing. Word. And she <laughs> remains under the radar, but Listen, go on. The first time I really took her seriously was the teddy bear piece. And yeah. the, under JMZ yep. and Incredible I saw the, the behind the story for that she knew the kids she staged the photo she took the photo then there's it oh. which came out of imagination that wasn't a photo from someone but, but that was hers wait really and then the Robert De Niro is just that may as well be a snip from the movie yeah she yeah. stages them all she pulls them out of her head she could just straight up portraiture she's a oh there's not too many women actually you know what's crazy i even though i do portraits and i know a lot of other ladies that do portraits and i we can capture a likeness it's not necessarily photo realism you know like i can make something look like someone but i think she might be the only woman i know that is killing it with photo I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, even, I don't know if you guys got to go to GovBall this year, but she, she did two walls there that were just crazy. Like, anyway. Um, I absolutely love her. Shout out BK Fox. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Female, absolutely. Female's killing it right now, yeah. Yep, one yeah. of many. <laughs> um, so, we covered the murals down by where you live. Yeah. But your art career has taken you to many different places around yes. the world. Mm-hmm. What are some of your top favorites? Top favorites was uh, I I try to travel a lot, and now I think every trip I take, I turn it into a spraycation. Even if I'm not, I like that term, spraycation. <laughs> nice. Even if I'm not like scheduled to paint, I'll always find a way to paint something there. Um, uh, the murals I did in Hawaii this past January, um, I got I got connected with the powwow guys oh, and nice. gals. 
Um, and shout it, out to Jasper. It wasn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't necessarily for Powwow, but it was with Lana Lane Studios, which are the guys from Powwow. Um, yeah, Powwow started in Hawaii, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a question. Yeah. Right, we met the guys down in D.C. Kelly Towels and them. Powwow D.C. Kelly Towels runs uh, D.C. Yeah, part he's of, cool uh, as fuck. Powell. Shout yeah. out Kelly. Shout What's out up, Kelly. brother? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, Shut I met up. all those guys in, in, in Worcester for power. But anyway, so that so was back that to was, Hawaii. Yeah, that was really that was a really fun experience getting to paint out there and seeing all the amazing work. And obviously, Hawaii is one of my favorite places. Um, the I've done a lot of mural work on several different trips in Puerto Rico, um, in Arecibo, in uh, San Juan and Santa uh, I've been I've been to Puerto Rico two or three times and. All the trips were pretty much based around painting, so I'm hoping to get back out there soon for the relief effort too. So that was one of my probably favorite uh, favorite experiences was all the times I've painted in Puerto Rico. But I I got sent to I got sent I got invited to Brazil last year to paint in the Streets of Style Festival. Um, I've painted in Israel. I painted in Greece when I was just there. Um, I'm trying to think. My favorites. Favorite was probably Puerto Rico and Hawaii. Cool. Well, let me mm-hmm. let me cut you off real quick. Tell me like one of the craziest stories there <laughs> from painting abroad. Yeah, or where? yeah, painting abroad. Absolutely. Um, I don't. Let me think. Most of my crazy stories happen in New York. Actually, the I've actually had a pretty smooth ride painting abroad, which sounds kind of. Crazy. Oh, I forgot to mention another one of my favorite, favorite places. I've been there twice already. Um, Ecuador. Okay. Um, Christy McCarthy, D-Gal Art, who runs the Harlem Art Collective. Shout out to Christy. Um, She has family over there, so she started a big, big um, mural festival, um, Fiesta de Colores, and... uh, that was started for the earthquake relief. That means Festival of Colors, That was started for the earthquake relief um, out in Ecuador. So I've been there twice also, and that was probably one of my one of the best experiences considering they pretty much had nothing. So what they were able to provide and what we were able to do, that was another I think that one might actually top away, so I changed my answer. That's okay. <laughs> Before we get off of uh, Puerto Rico, it's probably a good time to mention the event coming up this Thursday. Yes. Art, art, art Relief for Direct Relief, benefiting the victims of the hurricanes in Puerto Rico, put on by Soul Zone, Nicole and Emma Gordon. What? Yeah, what? no, absolutely. Um, Yes, today, if anybody's listening to this past the current date, it is uh, it is November 7th, and this event is taking place November 9th, uh, 2017, and uh, yeah, Nicole and Emma have acquired, I, I don't even know how what, what the count is it's up to right 70 now. over 70. Over 70 artists. In like wow. a month, month and a half to, wow. to take part in this in this uh, relief show, but um, yeah, so um, that's a sold sponsor. Event. Come on out, Arlo Hotel this Thursday, seven p.m. JPO is gonna be there. I may be there. Yeah, I may be there. <laughs> Stella, you gonna be there? Yeah. Yes. Okay, plug over. <clears throat> so back to back to your travels. So no crazy stories. Um, let me wait. Let me let me. You know, since I travel so much, <laughs> um, 
Let me go back and see. Best beach. It's just us oh, girls, best beach. Danielle. Okay, best beach, Hawaii and Puerto Rico are tied. Yeah? For best beach. All right. And yes, and people always ask me to choose, and I'm like, I can't. They're, they're a little bit different, but I can't choose. They're two of my favorites. Tell us the differences, because I've never been to either place. Mm. Um, Hawaii is has some kind of island ocean magic. Like, you just feel magic when you're in those that place. Everything that people say about those islands, there's some kind of mystic magic. And literally everywhere you go, everywhere you go, there's something beautiful. Like, there's like something like 50 rainbows a day that just hit at different parts of the island at any given time. Wow. Um, like, I, the first time I went, I was swimming in a not quote unquote famous beach and then all of a sudden like a sea turtle was just chilling with me in the water. Like, there's like magic nature stuff that happens ev- everywhere. I, I did a snuba <laughs> trip in Maui and snuba? Yeah, What's you that? attached to a hose to the surface. Oh, oh. I thought you made that. I thought you made that name up. No, 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 real thing. And with, snuba. with turtles, it was fun. Yeah, this last time I went, uh, it was uh, whale mating season, and so we went out on a boat, and I saw probably about like thirty whale breaches, like like big. Mama whales and baby whales, they were teaching them how to jump, and they were, like, 15 feet from the boat. But that's what I mean. Like, we didn't expect that. It's just like, oh, I'm just going to, like, do-do-do-do-do. And then whales. that's... Yeah, and whales. So that's, that's Hawaii. That's that's what Hawaii is. But um, my Puerto Rico, uh, all the beaches I went to are amazing. Even the beaches, like, off of San Juan, which big major city. Um, Rincon was one of my favorites, too. I don't know. I'm just a tropical beach bum, so... They're just, they're just as beautiful. Hawaii just has more of that, like, aquatic magic. <laughs> okay. So. Excellent. But all the crazy stories have yeah. happened in New York. <laughs> so let's talk um, about it. <laughs> <what, what, laughs> let's, let's hear it. Um, top craziest story. Top craziest story might have been, uh, I was working on the Autobahn mural project up in uh, Washington Heights. And in Harlem, have you, have you guys heard of that project? No. Nope. No, tell us about it um, real quick. Uh, a bunch of artists have been have been a part of it. I think uh, New York Times just did an article about it. It's um, you know, the Audubon Society, the birds. Yes. John yes. James Audubon. Yes. The reason it's in Washington Heights is because that's where he lived and that's where he's buried. Um, and they just started a big like conservancy of endangered birds and they're hiring artists to do awareness murals. Kind of in, like in England they call women birds. <laughs> Thanks. Way to keep it classy. <laughs> Way to keep it classy. Couple two tree birds. <laughs> you know. Listen, fellas, try to keep try to keep it classy, right? No way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Very classy. Um, so go on. So anyway, uh, you should look into it. I will. You should look into it. Um, you paint birds, and it's awesome. And they, it's just really birds. good. JP will paint the bird. I'll paint a couple two tree birds. Fine. Two, two tree, two tree birds. <laughs> I mean, I mean the the flying things, not ladies. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Let me just clarify that. Anyway, so. Um, I guess they must have gotten permission uh, from the business owner, but maybe not necessarily the landlord, but the business owner promised that he had spoken to the landlord. And um, right when I had started painting, all of a sudden this like black SUV like, like pulls up on the sidewalk 
And I was there with a couple people, a couple photographers, one of the guys from the Audubon Society. But, like, the way this truck ran on the sidewalk, it, like, blocked. And then this, like, crazy old guy comes out, and he literally grabbed me, threw me up against the gate, like, very, very, like, literally, like, chucked me up against the gate, grabbed my can, and, like, tried to mace me in the face. But I had had my respirator on, and he kind of, like, sprayed down, so he... He covered my respirator in paint, and he was just screaming at me in a rage. But then, like, it only, it took maybe, like, five seconds, but then, um, obviously, everyone, like, ran around the van, and there were, like, two or three big guys who grabbed him and threw him up against the van, and it turned out it was the landlord, and he must have just drove by and saw someone spray-painting on, but I wasn't painting on the bricks. It was on the gate of the business, and then, like... The business owner came and he goes, this is my gate. We paid for it. Like, you didn't have a gate installed. We own the gate. Like, we have permission. It was this whole, like, complicated thing. He was the gatekeeper. Literally, (laughs) I was the motherfucking gatekeeper, right? Um, (laughs) But that was probably one of the scariest because I got physically accosted. And if I didn't have my respirator on, I literally would have gotten... You were eating paint. In my face. Yeah. Um, and he was just in this like crazy, like he was literally in a rage. I saw his crazy red face. Um, that was a crazy story. Uh, another time when I was doing the Myrtle Broadway wall, um, before it was a JMZ wall, uh, the business, the restaurant that was there did it. I was doing the Maya Angelou mural. I don't know if you remember that big tribute piece. Um, and <laughs> that block, and it's funny cause I remember having this conversation with BK Fox when she did her piece there. Um, Every woman that has ever painted on that block has a story. And I remember I warned BK Fox, I said, be careful painting over here. And like, we hear that a lot as ladies, like, you know, just be careful, obviously. But um, the corner bodega, um, and they actually got in a lot of trouble for selling spice. (laughs) That's the K2, y'all. Yeah, the K2, K2, y'all. he um, needs some milk. The, the bodega on the corner sold <laughs> K2. To hey, don't say that. Don't give it a bad reputation. They sell K2 everywhere in this country. That is true. Wait, wait until oh. K2. <laughs> anyway. Shout out to K2. <laughs> shout out. No, don't shout no. that out. <laughs> Unshout out K2. But anyway, um, take so the out. bodega on the corner <laughs> sold K2. And then down the block was a methadone clinic. So the wall is in the crossfire. So... Sure. I'm on this, like, um, you know, 25-foot ladder at the top, and I remember it was either people that were raging out on K2, doing very obscene things underneath my ladder. Oh. Um, trying to keep this PG-13, but... The, you don't have to. <laughs> but go on. They were doing very obscene things under my ladder. Or the people on the methadone <laughs> were just bumping into my ladder. Or like grabbing my, it literally, I was on the top of the ladder and I looked down and it was like Night of the Living Dead. Really? And yeah, and it was either I was going to get accosted again, or one of these guys was going to just literally fall into the ladder and then I was going to fall and hurt myself. So uh, a bunch of these gentlemen would not leave me alone and I actually got freaked out because I was at the top of the ladder and I'm like... What am I going to do? If I throw my can at them, all they have to do is kick the ladder. Like, I was in a very compromised position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember I called Bishop, because Bishop's a big guy. 
um, at Lowbrow, and uh, I told him what was going on, and he was like, I'll be right there, and he came with Gold Poo, and I think it was Seagull, also, shout out to those guys, too, and the three of them came and kind of, like, chased, chased all the, the trouble, all the, the yeah, bad K2ers or away and they literally were like positioned under the ladder and like it was crazy because it was like these spice heads and like you know <laughs> dope heads were just like circling around like looking like sharks and then Bishop and the guys were just like underneath the ladder like alright finish go to the top and finish and like I never like to say like oh I needed a bodyguard but that time I felt like my life was in danger and I was <laughs> I was like <laughs> JP, we have, we have to animate this. We and do! Oh, Danielle in her cut-off jeans, the way she paints with the respirator on, throwing cans at, at, the, zombies, at the spice. And, spice and they, have to be, they have to look like this, with like shark fins on the back, circling the... Absolutely. So, yeah, some guy was uh, jerking off underneath the ladder, oh. and, and the other ones were just like so nodding tight. off on the bottom of it, and that I was like, all I want to do is just finish, this, finish the top of this. <laughs> Those are probably my two craziest, craziest stories was... Those are yeah, two getting, pretty intense getting, getting stories. Yeah. So we got a little landlord, got a little handsy, and we got an OD orgy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I remember I, I bought all those guys beers after. I was like, thanks for saving me. The, the K2 heads? This no, sense. Bishop and, and Gold Poo and Seagull and all the guys that came to the rescue that day. JPO, ah. <laughs> yeah. have you ever been accosted while have you? No. a wall? No. Have you ever had a landlord throw you into a gate and spray your face? No. I have you ever had so. someone jerking off underneath your ladder? No. Wow. Okay. No. None of that, huh? No. <laughs> Unfortunately, I guess. I don't know if that's, if I'm, you know, that's unfortunate, but no, I haven't. Someone said to me, they're like, that's a compliment. I wanted to punch him in the face. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, those are the two craziest stories, but now um, I think I'm a little bit more cautious when I paint. Um, even the summer painting on the Coney Island boardwalk, you know, it was awesome, but there's a lot of crazies, and there's a lot of a lot of drunks. Um, so when I had, like, late-night sessions, I always made sure either the other artists were there, or I had friends there, or if I'm painting somewhere alone at night, I'll never go by myself anymore. Right. Speaking of Russians yeah. in Coney Island. <laughs> what do you mean, speaking of Russians? I didn't say that they were drunks. I said drunks. <laughs> Let's just cut to it. Let's talk about the Maybe polar bears. Now, when I was a kid growing up in Brooklyn, we went to Coney Island. It was the backyard. That was we didn't have a pool. We got wet. In Playground the of the world. Absolutely, it was just that was what we did. It, uh, photos hanging on the walls of us at Coney Island. But the polar bear club when I was growing mm -hmm. up, JPO, Freezing for a reason. was. Five fat Russian hairy guys in speedos. But all like bull. That was it. It was a handful of people. We would stand there and say, "Look at these dumb motherfuckers! You fucking crazy mother!" Five or six guys, old yeah. hairy Russians. Now it's every hipster from every town on the fucking planet. Now you have to register in advance and buy. No, a you have to be hairy. So. You have to that's be like hairy. For, the, that's just for, for the, the for the big day. For the New Year's swim. I can't just come in and run in the water. Yes, I'm gonna get in trouble. No. I have to sign up and wave, Danielle. No, you can just come and do it. You have to grow your back hair and your chest hair. To do minimum it? two gold chains and back hair. Minimum when I was a kid. 
There has to be some type of Now it's sitting <laughs> in the chicken costume. I don't I just don't get it anymore. Don't talk shit. No, no, I, I wanna I wanna be a part and I wanna I wanna embrace so, it. I'm a fan because uh, it's Brooklyn. I learned a lot about it when I was doing the aquarium mural this summer because actually the side of the building is called like Polar Bear Club Way and the building that I painted is like where they change and they get ready. So I learned I learned a lot about the polar bears. Um, and they do it every Sunday. They meet at the aquarium. Um, so you can look for my mural, little plug, and that's the building that the polar bears meet at. And they meet around like 12.45 and the first swim is at one. Does Mike, Mike, Mike <laughs> take his bike in order? I'm just keep on picturing a bunch of like polar bears come into New York and just be like, all right, guys, we're going to meet up and they're, they're, they're texting on the phones so, and shit. Uh, another, another, another little plug. Every Sunday, I'm live painting in Coney Island at Kitchen 21, the restored, gorgeous, old, vintage restaurant building on the boardwalk. Um, Very cool. Mike, nice. Mike, 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 Mike. Shout out, Mike. Uh, came after the polar bears swim, and this Sunday, a bunch of the polar bears came afterwards. Very cool. Um, and that's when I got my honorary patch. I saw. Um, that's why I brought it up today. But uh, I want to start. I've done the New Year's swims. It's called the background research on our guests. Fantastic. <laughs> we'll talk about that next time. It's called going on my Instagram page. Yes. Um, but no, I want to start doing it every Sunday. So they meet at 12.45. The swim is at 1. You can go in for 5 minutes or you can go in for 30 minutes. You don't have to get your head wet, but you can get your head wet. And you have to do minimum 12 to 15 swims to officially be a polar bear. That's the, uh, that's what it is. So. <laughs> all right. And I've done it on New Year's. So For all you aspiring polar bears out there, now you know. Freezing for a reason. James, any uh, <laughs> desire to be a polar bear? We used to have it in Rhode Island when I was a kid. Yeah? Never. You no interest. It was old fat guys, right? Yeah, yeah. That was all crazy old yeah, fat guys. What's so up? That's... When you were... No, no. Okay, Danielle. Today, yes. today everything is different in Brooklyn. We know this. It is what it is. But when you were a kid... It was a bunch of big old Russian men. That's all I'm saying. And some like big old Italian men, too. You couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't see beneath the hair. Strong <laughs> like. Feels like you like my Russian accent, right? I do. No, yeah. Do you have any other accents that you can do for us? I can, I can, I can do a pretty strong Brooklyn accent, even though I'm pretty sure I have one already. <laughs> so. Any accent I do just sounds racist, so it's not good. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that at all. So, yeah. So that's my future polar bear career. So my plan for the rest of the winter is to polar bear jump in the ocean and then make it to Kitchen 21 for my live painting every Sunday. So that's nice. that's, that's going to be the new plan. All right. You might need a, uh, a sold documentarian to come with you photograph that. I would love sold to document the polar bear swim. Yeah, then, we can do that. <laughs> it's part of the creative process. You jump in the water, you get cleansed, and then you go paint. It opens up your mind. Speaking of cold <laughs> Russians... <laughs> you ever do a palazzo? No. What's yeah. a, I don't even the know what that is. What's a palazzo? Palazzo is where they, uh, they put you in a sauna. Oh, the, the banyas. Yes, but they, what they do is they rub olive branches yes. on your skin okay. and you get really, really hot. And then you either jump in a cold pool or in a cold shower and you go hot, cold, hot, cold. It's and then they you with the eucalyptus. It's torture. Sounds like a great time, yeah. <laughs> If you survive it, you're a better person, I guess, but 
I do a lot of things to challenge myself in, like, in my like life. What? And, uh, like what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's. I'm gonna flip this on you now. When you do challenge <laughs> oh, yourself. Geez. Uh, well, I don't like being put on the spot like that, but, uh, uh, I don't know. You challenge yourself being an artist. I think every, every single new piece you, you, uh, you start, you always, how do you prep for your, I like how I just start the interview. Yeah, right? No, that's fine. Welcome to Danielle's podcast. She's interviewing Hi guys, we're in the spray room. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we don't have to do that. Uh, That's fine. But yeah, no, uh, I don't do any prep. For any piece of <laughs> just like, answer your question. Just wing it. <laughs> I do. What's prep? Yeah. So What's prep? prep? You you saw how we uh, we prep for today, right? There were bowls of chips. It was amazing. Well, seat of our pants, good. aka seat of our pants. But in business, you like to say that you you so you got to rebuild the plane while you're flying it sometimes. Absolutely. But we're having fun. That's the most important yeah, part. We are. Yeah. So, uh, so we've covered some of Coney Island. We've covered the polar bears. What's next? <laughs> yeah, what is next? What's next? Um, I am actually starting another interior restaurant mural commission job after this podcast. Very um, nice. Where? It is in Astoria. Can we shout them out? Uh, the name of the restaurant is going to be called Madame Marie's. Um, mm. it's Sounds on, French. It's on Broadway in Astoria. And the theme is... Carnival, Coney Island, uh, Asbury Park. So I'm super, Dope. not to give too much away, but I'm super uh, excited we got the scoop. to start it. You, got, you guys got the scoop. So uh, I'm probably going to be working on that for the next like four or five days. Very nice. And then uh, I have another um, big project coming up in Soho uh, towards the end of November. I can't give away who the client who is. Who is it? I can't give who it away. Tell us, Danielle, tell who us. Who is it? I can't give it away. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but uh, my the rose face mural that's been on Lafayette Street for a couple years. I yep. don't know if you guys are familiar with it. Yep. Um, those doors, people have been freaking out because it's currently not visible. But what they did is they just flipped the doors around, mm-hmm. um, so they're inside out to protect it until the business opens because uh, the walls are getting bombed heavily. And people it. were freaking uh. out. And I'm like, no, 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 they still exist. Um, but basically, the the business that's coming in. Um, contacted me and they were like we love the this piece so much but we have to like gut it and redo the front so we want to remove the doors and buy them from you and treat them like an art piece hang them inside and then they hired me to do uh, the back yes wall. please where do i send the invoice <laughs> right so it's That's awesome because it's a it is a it is a pretty major That's company great. um and it's one of the first times i've ever heard of the company going out of their way to contact the artist because the piece was already there from a, a, a commission they did like three, four years ago. And instead of just taking them and right. being like, they're mine now, I signed the lease, or painting over them or just destroying them, they want to preserve them. And I'm like, do you know how expensive and crazy that is to bu- to hang iron doors inside, but they're going out of their way to preserve it, which I think is awesome. So. After the restaurant, that's the next project I'm working on. Very cool. That is fantastic. I'm really excited to announce it, too, because I think it's, I think hopefully in the future for other businesses coming in, it maybe it'll be a way to save existing artwork. It'll teach companies the right way to do things. Yeah. <laughs> Have you had any um, experiences with companies that weren't as nice as that company? Um, I've just had some pretty asshole clients. Um, 
that uh, I don't want to say which no, restaurant it was, no. but uh, I had one restaurant. Um, this should be the talking shit podcast. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had one restaurant where uh, I had told the client, you know, these bricks are really messed up. They were like old exposed bricks. And I said, even if I put a clear coat over this, like it's going to absorb the paint. I don't, I think that we should refinish the wall before I do it. And they just insisted. They're like, no, that's the look. And then I spent like five days working on this gorgeous portrait. And then I show up and he literally told, I don't know, one of the workers to just plaster over the middle and cut fake brick lines in the plastic. So I will, and imagine like you do a portrait and then there's literally white paint like this just across oh and then God. i no one t no one called me no one contacted me like just blatant disrespect of the pieces of the work um i've had you know people tell me that i'm going to do exterior walls and then they give the exterior wall to someone else and they're like we'll just put you inside like just more like breaking of the contracts mm -hmm. and not really having respect for the work um those are like my only really bad stories with stuff like that but now I get everything in writing beforehand right. and like I important. said it's a big learning experience so as I've done this over the years and have had these bad experiences it's taught me what to do moving forward everything in writing first like down to every little detail like listen you, up kids if you change my work if you plaster over my work if a motherfucking brick falls off the wall you are not allowed to touch the wall without contacting me first period you can't reproduce my work without my permission, like all that. Just you guys writing this down? Yes. See, I, I was, was going to try and draw a, 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 a correlation to Empire Strikes Back where Lando <laughs> Carl Rizian starts Please talking do. to Darth Vader and he's like, This wasn't our plan. This isn't what we agreed to, Darth. <laughs> That's that like, Kush. And he's like, <laughs> Just be thankful I don't change it anymore. Yeah. Danielle's throwing out contracts now. There's no more ambiguity. Nope. Kids, listen up. Yeah, no, this yeah. is the don't stuff they don't teach you. Yeah. Don't just take a promise from a landlord or a prospective job or a commission. No. Get it in writing, and all you have to do is just shoot an email mm -hmm. with some details. Get them to say yes. Agreement. Yes. And that's it. Get them to say yes. Yeah, and uh, and also to uh, note for me, I hate to say it, no more doing favors for quote unquote acquaintances or like past clients. Where I just I just had a situation um, where it was I did something as a favor because I had a really good experience in the past with this client, and they were like, "Okay, we'll give you the remaining balance on Friday," and then a month and a half later, uh. nothing, and they were dodging my. You know, and then and then you you don't want to have to. I'm sure you guys can relate to this, um, and a lot of you artists out there, you don't want to have to turn into like you know the hitman that that's threatening to break someone's legs or like kneecaps right. just yeah. to get a payment. You know, and then you have to end up chasing. And it's like I don't like having to chase people down. See, I do that. I, I'd much rather threaten somebody than no. send a <laughs> a legal letter. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, <laughs> I've owned businesses, people have owed me money, I've had to make it legal. I hate going through lawyers. I'd much rather be a try, just try to be a jerk and get my money back. Yeah? yeah? Yeah, but how do you, okay, my question to you then is how do you do that? I'm a big, strong man and I... And you are a little intimidating. 
It helps. It helps. The beard helps. Maybe if I, if, I piece if he didn't have beard. his beard, though. I have dimples under here. That's oh, oh no, no, you yeah. would never get pissed yeah, yeah. dimples. <laughs> you can't be a hitman with, with dimples. No, so uh, now I I tell everybody, and like it's, all of these are like learning experiences. So even though I've been doing this for five years, I've I'm still learning how to manage this art game full time. You know, but um. Even if you're a friend, even if even if we've done work before, still need payment in full upon completion. I still need everything in writing, and I can't do any more favors because it ends up just biting me. Absolutely. So keep everything 100% professional and everything in writing. I like that. So say yeah. yeah. Dan- All right, so Danielle's tips. Break your are, yeah. I'm Italian from South Bronx. That's right. <laughs> Danielle's tips Polar are bears. say yes. Don't get beat up by zombies. Fake it till you make it. Send contracts <laughs> and bring a baseball bat. Is that about it? Uh, yeah. I think sure. you, you missed like maybe <laughs> one. Yeah, you kind of skipped over <laughs> a lot of those like... <laughs> That was the Ronnie version. Yeah, <laughs> that's all he got out of that. That's all he got interview. out of that. I the love whole it. interview. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I never said anything about a baseball cap, but he just... You said breaking legs. How do you break legs? Uh, I don't know. It's not up to me. Nice. <laughs> now we know how she breaks legs. Yeah. She calls in for reinforcements. That's right. All right, JPO, let's wrap it up. Yeah, I think... Uh, I we think. Would you want to keep going? I like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having fun. Do you want, do you want to uh, plug anything? Um, I am going to be in another Puerto Rico fundraiser. Um, not this Saturday, but the Saturday after. That's being curated by Frankie Velez. Um, I'm in that one for you. Oh, there you go. Arte and Muerte. Yep. Shout out to those homies. Oh, I love my, those guys. Ralph is love the, Ralph is the number one homie. I painted with him in Arecibo for the big Arecibo projects. Erica shot him the other day. Yeah? Yeah. That new piece that he did is incredible. Every piece that he does is, he's one of my favorite artists, so shout out to Ralph Serrano. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, the fundraiser, that's the next upcoming like show that I want to plug. What kind of piece do you have in, in the show? I did not make it yet. Mm. So it's a mystery piece. Yes, what kind mm-hmm. of piece do you have in it? I have to find one. (laughs) You know what's crazy? I don't have art laying around anymore. Even small, like the only art I have laying around are very big pieces that are like ridiculous for people's homes. So I don't have to make things. So for all these like little fundraisers, I have to make new pieces. Have you noticed we have big walls in this apartment, Mm -hmm. young lady? That's why you (laughs) sent me here. Has some empty ones too. Plug on Big Ronnie's walls. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right now any artists out there got big pieces you got big walls over there. so what the guys are doing the podcast is yes. <laughs> you have to give us artwork yes. no we would never we would never ever I would trade oh I want to trade oh. let's trade we could trade yeah it's, it's, all of us are like it's like summer camp all the time it's like <laughs> let's trade <laughs> cool so, all right. So that, else? I think that's about it. Again, I just wanted to let everybody know that um, this is our very first In the Spray Room with Sold Media. And uh, thanks for tuning in. And I hope you guys had a great time. I had Danielle, so much thank you so much for, for coming and doing this and being our very first one. Thank you, guys. Brooklyn. 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 Can I plug my Instagram? Absolutely. Yes. At Danielle BKNYC. Very there you cool. Go. 
check her out, buy her stuff, go down to the restaurant, go down to Coney Island. Mm -hmm. Just don't bring any K2 spice bombs <laughs> with you. Yeah, no, no K2. Like K2 free zone. She doesn't like it. So uh, have a great day, everybody. And uh, we're out of here. All right. See you guys. Ciao. Bye.